ओम श्री साई राम वेलकम टू क्वेश्चन एंड आंसर सेशन थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर योर टाइम क्वेश्चन इज दिस वॉट इज द मोस्ट प्रेशस गिफ्ट गिवन टू अस वॉट इज द मोस्ट प्रेशस गिफ्ट गिवन टू अस course there are many many gifts given to us from various quarters god has given us the precious gift of life god has given us the very precious gifts of nature parents have given us the gift of uh, of what you call of living the way of living upbringing so thus if we ask me question the precious gift i would rather say there are many many from different quarters but i shall focus on one of the most important precious gifts very special and most precious and that is the gift of love the gift of love is given to us by god himself unconditional if you want to receive gifts commercially so many shops will be coming with advertisements if you buy this you'll get this gift if you take this you'll get a gift like that that's what we find in the financial world commercial world but this precious gift of love is given to us unconditionally we have not done anything for that and sometimes we feel do we deserve this love do we deserve but the simple answer is there is no way to to deserve it there is no way to deserve it it just given to us unconditionally this love cannot be earned and uh, you cannot do anything to deserve it because love is a sheer gift is not a commodity just uh, that could be passed on one person to another and it is of such a value which is not of this world you cannot rationalize love in any way whether you are deserving or undeserving the gift of love is given to you just loving is so good so beautiful intrinsically blissful and you you love without any reason <clears throat> you cannot ask you cannot ask anybody why do you love no just like that without any reason for example the rain falls anywhere anywhere the rain may fall on rocks on ground on mountains on sand anywhere 
Therefore, we cannot say that the rainfall should be here at this particular place only. So also love is unconditional, deserving or undeserving. And this love is given to us immensely, bounteously. It is even overflowing. In that situation, you have to share your love. Love has to be shared. As Baba said, life is love, share it. If we do not share, the very love becomes a burden at one time or other. And if you go on sharing this love, it becomes bliss. It is the source of bliss. So, sometimes I am showing love. I have love towards somebody. Yes. But they are not grateful towards me. Very silly. You should not feel like that. Be grateful to the person who received your love without any expectation. Don't expect him to be grateful in any way. It is wrong to expect him to show gratitude. No. Why? A simple thing. Even if you love, the other person would have rejected. Why should he accept? So you should be grateful to the other person who accepted your love. You be grateful to him. So, when you are receptive, open, feeling grateful, you deserve love. You get more and more of love. And <coughs> this love cannot be destroyed. It is higher value of life. You cannot destroy it, impossible. Why? Very high values of life cannot be killed. Compassion, truth, they cannot be destroyed. So, you show compassion, feel compassion for those who are still in the dark. Don't scold them. Don't feel bad about them. Feel compassion because they are still in the dark. Crawling like animals. What is to be done? And in the course of time, your compassion and love may help them. Who knows? You can love them only if you do not condemn them. If you do not condemn them. <coughs> I mean the class of people who are still in, in the dark. Spending the life just like a crawling animals, like earthworm, like that. Show compassion and love. And if you don't condemn them, there may be some change at some time or other. You can be compassionate only if you feel pity, if you feel a deep concern for their underdeveloped souls. They need your concern. They need to be pitied upon. They shouldn't be condemned. 
And you will also notice that ugly cannot be victorious. And in fact, it is not power that wins. It is peace. It is love. It's consciousness that goes on winning. So, for a win in life, these most precious values are important. And some people may feel very proud, egoistic of their power. But existence is always supportive to the consciousness. Existence supports consciousness and not the power. And challenges, of course, we do have to face. But they keep us alert and awake. <laughs> That's what I can say on this uh, topic, the most precious gift of life. Then there's another question. <clears throat> we may be healthy, for most of the time we are healthy, but sometimes we fall sick. It's quite natural. But unfortunately, we remember only those days when we fall sick. But we don't feel those days when we are very healthy. That's very unfortunate, of course. <coughs> so, <clears throat> we fall sick physically. I'm speaking of another Sickness. What is that sickness? Not simply physical sickness due to some complaints or ailments. Confusion is sickness. Confusion, yes. We are many times confused, but we do not know or accept that we are confused. Well, take for example any madman. You ask any mad fellow, do you know that you are mad? He will say, he will not answer you. He will not accept that he is mad. No. Therefore, just as madman does not know that he is mad, nor does he accept his madness, we also do not accept our confusion at times. This confusion is sickness, no doubt about it. And then, let me also say, the fundamental sickness of the soul. Fundamental sickness of the soul. What is this? That we have forgotten our reality. We have forgotten our true self. On the other hand, mistakenly enough, we become identified with things which we are not. Leave alone forgetting ourselves, but we identify with those things which we are not. Is it not sickness? Yes, it is. The mind is our sickness, yes. Mind is your sickness. So what is to, what is to be done in this case? Coming to a no-mind state, N-O, no-mind state, meaning thoughtlessness, meaning withdrawal of the mind or annihilation of the mind is true health. And it is the wholeness 
and that's what's meant by enlightenment. In other words, while mind leads to confusion on one side, and mind mind making us to get identified with all falsity, all false things, which uh, we are not. When once that mind, is, we transcend that state of the mind, we regain our health, feel that wholeness, and that's what's meant by enlightenment by and large. In the state, what happens? You are no more identified with the body. It is very silly to get identified with the body. Just let us study our own growth. In the mother's womb, at one time, we were in the form of a fish. By and by, we take different forms, different forms, and then. The people would say sometimes the form of a monkey also, before we are born as a human being. And the people say that first life is born in ocean. That's why we were of the form of a fish in our mother's womb in the beginning. That's what Sanatana Dharma, our Hindus call it, Matsyavatara. Matsya meaning fish. So, where is that state of a fish now? How can you say you were a fish at one time? How would you accept if I say that you were a monkey at one time? No. And monkey is also adored in our Puranas. So, you are not the mind either. If you go to the body level, you are not the body because the child, you are one way. As a grown-up, you are another way. And as an old man, you are in a different way. The body goes on changing. If you are the body, why should it change like that? So you are not the body. And you are not the mind also. Why? The mind is given by the society. And naturally, the Christians will think in a Christian way. Muslims will think in a Muslim style. Hindus have a Hindu mind. So, even mind is, you are not the mind. Then, I am born with a brain and not the mind. You are born with the brain. And that gradually shapes into the mind as given by the society. So, you are not the body, you are not the mind. To get identified with them is your sickness, that is your false identity. False identity, that is the sickness. And then, enlightened means what? Coming home, back to the center, which you are. Supposing you draw many circles, a big circle, within another circle, within that another circle, you may draw any number of circles, one after another, within. But the center is same. In a similar way, body is a big circle. Within that another circle, mind. Next another circle, intellect. But the center is your being. So, you are the center. 
So enlightened means coming back to our center. And in fact, everyone has that potential to be enlightened. We think that this privilege is given to a few souls. No, everyone has got the potential. And uh, don't have uh, guts to say, I have sick, I have sickness in the mind. I have, uh, I'm sick of the mind. Would, I, would anybody say that? We don't have guts to accept. It's really we are sick of the mind. Meaning wrong identification, mistaken identification. And as I said earlier, the confuse, confusion leads to a split personality. And without knowing who I am, I'm simply dragging my life. And all my reality, all my reality is not experienced, is not understood. Buddha told everybody that Many spiritually blind people around. Yes. And it's very difficult to convince them. And without knowing the reality, there's no beauty. There's no blissfulness. There's no ecstasy of existence. So Buddha says that he is a physician, a doctor. To cure you of this illness of the mind. Make you blissful, ecstatic. So, everyone can become the way that his divine master wishes to become. That's what sickness is, as we all know about. Then the next question is this. <coughs> Who is a spiritual man? Who is a spiritual man? Of course, this is a, a, a lengthy question. A, um, of course, lengthy answer to this question to be actually true. But we should also try to understand a spiritual man, how he is. A spiritual man will have alternate style of life. Unlike most of others that have the lifestyle of sheep, of all the animals you know, lion is the king of the forest. A spiritual man chooses to be a lion but not follow the sheep blindly. So a, a spiritual man is in search of an alternative style of life but not a common way of life. And in that style of his own choice, he will find his authentic being, who he, who he is. And in the process, there will be a, a beautiful transformation in his life. That transformation could not be brought out by the society, could not uh, take place by education. Education could not help you. The society failed. 
and the leaders went on cheating. <coughs> Therefore, this transformation is only possible on finding one's own authentic being who we are in reality. We should be a spiritual man is always a seeker of truth. Seeker of truth. And as we know, a spiritual man disciplines himself. No one will discipline him. He disciplines himself. And that discipline is such which is different from what society wants. It's different from what religion wants. It's not the way, it's different from what parents expect. So, in the self-discipline, a spiritual man is not influenced by society, religion and parents. He disciplines himself. He works on himself. That is a, a rebellious spirit. 